What's up, folks? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of From the Press Box with Wade Neely. I'm your host, Pulaski Citizen Sports Editor, Wade Neely, and we are so delighted to be with you. This will be our final uh, new episode, as it were, of the 2023 year. And my, oh my, time is flying by. We've had a tremendous week here in and around Giles County, and we have got a lot to get into. Special guest this week. We had Fayetteville City boys basketball coach Chris Murdoch on the program last week, and we kind of teased it. We told you guys we were going to get him, and we have Harriman boys basketball and Giles, former Giles County, former UT Southern alum, Shay Shannon. We had a great sit-down with Coach Shannon, and we had an epic, epic showdown inside Hardin Mayfield on Tuesday night of this week as the Harriman boys came into Giles County and knocked off the Bobcats in a crazy game it lived up to the billing and then some and it was truly uh an epic scene as uh, two really good teams got it on tuesday night inside harden mayfield so we'll get into that with coach shea and uh, we'll also obviously break things down a little bit uh on the back end of the show uh kind of uh where we are and kind of what's been going on we have uh, obviously got deep into the weeds on basketball season and uh, we'll talk a little bit more on basketball here in just a minute. But before we uh, kind of go any further, uh, I wanted to kind of shine a little bit of a spotlight on a, a very special and uh, very fun, honestly, assignment uh, that was handed off to me this past weekend. You can read about it on the front page of the Pulaski Citizen. But this past weekend, I had a chance to go out to Pulaski Walmart, had a chance to go to Southside Elementary, and I had a good chance to go to the Giles County Sheriff's Department, the 13th annual Cops and Kids Toy Drive or fundraiser. Uh, this is something that uh, I've heard about and kind of known existed within the community. Uh, I've participated in some fundraising efforts over the years. Uh, shout out to our good buddy and a friend of the program, Kyle Helton, Sheriff uh, here in Giles County. He puts on a great number of fundraisers to raise funds for this event. But I had never really seen it up close. And so our uh, uh, Pulaski Citizen Editor-in-Chief, Carrie Jane Malone, she uh, reached out and asked if I'd be interested in doing the story. And I said, sure. Uh, covering stuff that's outside of sports, uh, sometimes I don't feel like I'm the best at, but I certainly kind of like doing it because uh, it kind of just gets me out of the day-to-day -day of uh, sports. And this was one that I knew would be fun, I knew it would be heartwarming, uh, but even I was kind of blown away. And so you can read all about it, that's our front page story in this week's Pulaski Citizen, uh, but I just gotta give you a, a quick recap because the day started at 8 a.m., we were at Pulaski Walmart, the kids were already at the Sheriff's Department at around 7.30, 25 area youth uh, who are in desperate need uh, uh, to have a good Christmas. Everybody deserves to have a good Christmas. And with this being our Christmas episode, uh, I felt like we should shine a little light on that. So 25 area youth, this fundraiser was actually, or event was supposed to be held uh, the week prior, but Giles County schools were out due to illness. Uh, so the event was pushed back a week. They were still able to get it in. Five plus, uh, five were unable to attend due to illness. And then a couple were out uh, due to the reschedule. Uh, so we had 18 young men and young women in Giles County, and the Giles County Fraternal Order of Police did a fantastic job 
of uh, bringing them over to Walmart. They got there at around 8.15, got off the school bus. They were immediately paired with a member of local law enforcement, whether it was the Tennessee Highway Patrol, whether it was the TWRA, uh, Pulaski Police Department, of course, Giles County Sheriff Department. Uh, I think even the Elkton, uh, maybe even the Minor Hill Police were there. So everybody was kind of represented. But everybody was kind of partnered up, kind of buddied up. And what happened over the next two, three, four hours was uh, was something that I won't forget for a while as uh, the uh, children were paired with the law enforcement officers. They went up and down the aisles at Walmart and they were uh, given a Christmas list, $250 to each kid to spend. And the officers, uh, male and female officers went through and checked off items off the list, trying to get close as possible without going over. Uh, price is right, I think, right? Uh, without going over the $250 threshold there. And the kids just had an absolute ball. And there were a lot of citizens that were in the community. Some knew what was going on. Some didn't know what was going on. But they kind of hung out and uh, kind of uh, were in awe as well. Uh, this has happened on a number of occasions. This was the 13th year. but. Uh, it's no uh, surprise that sometimes uh, people within Walmart would just donate extra money. So uh, kind of some extra funds thrown into the uh, fundraising pool. So it was such a uh, tremendous uh, event there. That all was just at Walmart. Uh, the Walmart employees were all about it. Everybody was excited. Everybody had a big time. Uh, the kids, I think the closest kid that we had got down to three cents remaining. So you want to talk about uh, being efficient with your budget, $250 allocated, $249.97 spent. Uh, that's really efficient. And so the kids had a blast doing it. They were going, they were picking up everything. Uh, obviously, we had a great number of toys. I saw a couple of LeBron James Funko Pops that uh, went straight into the cart. Uh, some kids were looking at Fortnite gift cards. Uh, some kids were going straight for the clothes. Uh, there was even some candy that was bought. So everybody was kind of uh, all over the place. And I had fun kind of roaming around, reporting on that, taking photos of that. But really, that was only kind of the beginning because as soon as they got everybody checked out, uh, the folks at Walmart did a fantastic job of uh, sectioning off the garden uh, center there and making sure that it was uh, kind of a safe space away uh, from the hustle and bustle of the rest of the store. They load everybody outside. We took one group photo, and then everybody loaded up, went over to Southside. And so once we get to Southside, uh, they separate everybody. And the kids uh, kind of just thought they were there to watch a movie and eat some pizza. Maybe they knew what was going on. Maybe they didn't. Uh, but they were separated. And while they were uh, inside watching a movie, eating some pizza, all the law enforcement officers, all of the volunteers. And I got to give a special shout out to uh, two good friends from Elkton, Jonathan Franklin and Wesley Hickman. Uh, had fun catching up with them. We spent uh, a lot of time, but everybody that was in the adults were in the room in the cafeteria, I should say, at uh, Southside, they were wrapping the presents. And so while they were wrapping the presents, uh, everybody was having fun. It was cool to see the officers kind of really just getting into the Christmas spirit. A lot of them had their friends and uh, significant others with them as well. And so everybody kind of pitched in. Uh, kind of like me, rapping skills uh, are not a great forte of mine. 
And uh, so it was good to see that some of our uh, law enforcement officers also struggled a little bit in that regard. But, hey, that's what significant others are for. Sometimes that's what family members are for. And so we got all the presents wrapped. And so as the kids are finishing up their pizza, as the uh, adults kind of got everything squared away, then we bus back over to the sheriff's department. That's where the day began for the kids, and that's where it ended. Everybody gets back to the sheriff's department. And the kids are brought in uh, into a private room where Santa Claus, yes, indeed, jolly old St. Nick himself was there. He was waiting on the kids and Santa Claus uh, one-on-one individual meetings with the kids, uh, wished him a very Merry Christmas. Uh, he actually had a special uh, surprise toy that I don't know if the kids were really anticipating or not, but they certainly looked surprised. And so each kid got an extra toy from Santa, got that one-on-one magical moment with Santa. And then while that was going on, on the outside of the uh, Giles County Sheriff's Department, all of the law enforcement officers and, again, friends and volunteers, they were loading all the toys into uh, the parents' vehicles as the parents had now arrived to pick up the kids. Uh, so now that everybody's loaded up, the kids have met Santa. They go outside. But there was still one final surprise as each and every single child was uh, given a brand new bicycle. And again, all of that money coming from the Giles County Fraternal Order of Police and their fundraising efforts throughout the year. Had a blast hanging out with uh, Corey Medley all day long. Corey did a great job of kind of running the ship. Um, a ton of uh, tremendous uh, volunteer work going into that project there. And Corey was the one that was really, really heading it up. Uh, David Crane from the TWRA, he obviously has been doing this thing a long time. He did a fantastic job kind of facilitating. He was uh, he was guarding the pizza a little bit, for those who know David. Uh, he did a great job at the Walmart making sure all the items got checked out, but he was also serving as a little bit of the chef, so he was making sure uh, nobody got too many extra pieces of pizza. And so he did a great job over there at Southside. And then as we closed the day, uh, really about a four-hour process. I think everybody was done by noon. And again, it is our front page story in this week's edition of the Pulaski Citizen. And again, that's just a story that uh, I really would not have maybe necessarily volunteered to do. But uh, once it was kind of put on my radar, I decided, yeah, this is something that we should do. And I was just absolutely blown away uh, by that. So a true tip of the cap, a true kudos to uh, all of the SROs and all of the uh, members of the FOP that helped put that event on. That's the 13th year that Cops and Kids has gotten uh, underway here in Giles County. And man, it was a tremendous experience to see those young children, um, some big, some small. You know, there were tiny little kids all the way up to uh, maybe potentially young teenagers. Uh, but everybody was pitching in to make sure they had the best Christmas experience possible. So. That was a lot of fun. I encourage you guys to read that again, front page of this week's paper, also online now at PulaskiCitizen.com. We will break down sports in the back end of the show, but I wanted to make sure we snuck that in here off the beginning. Coming up next, though, we've got a great segment. Our good friend, uh, he is a 2004 Giles County High School alumnus. He is the two, a member of the 2003 Boys Basketball State Championship squad. He's also a championship-winning coach. He is Shay Shannon. He is the head coach of the Harriman Blue Devils. The Blue Devils were in town Tuesday, so we caught up with the Giles County alumni, and we asked him what it was like coming back to Hardin-Mayfield Gymnasium to take on the Bobcats, and what a game it was. 
Uh, we'll break down the game in our final segment. But first, enjoy the interview with Shay. We had a great time catching up with Coach Shannon. And uh, there's even a couple, uh, just stay tuned. There's a couple fun little questions at the end as uh, we had fun uh, talking about some of Shea and his close friends here in Giles County that came out to support him. So that's on the other side of this timeout. First segment is in the books. We are back in just a moment. You are watching From the Press Box with Wayne Neely, and we are back right after this. He shoots, and he scores! Welcome back. Another episode of From the Press Box. I told you guys he was here. He's in the building. He's wearing opposing colors, but he is former Giles County legend. He is Shea Shannon. He's our good friend. He's the head coach of the Harriman Blue Devils. We're filming this on a Tuesday night as Harriman gets set to take on Giles County here at Harden Mayfield. Coach Shannon, welcome back to Harden Mayfield. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, man. It's my 20-year reunion, 2004, class of... Uh, holler at all you guys, but yeah, it's my 20-year reunion right here, so uh, excited to be back. My first time ever um, coming back uh, since, you know, I've graduated or anything to uh, be a opposing coach. So. We're excited to have you back. We know it's going to be a good game. Kind of just for those that have not kept up with uh, the offseason, how did this game kind of come about? We talked a little bit about it with Coach Campbell in the preseason, but uh, obviously you guys being over in East Tennessee, this is kind of an unusual trip. It is. Well, I mean, I always try to do a trip every year with my team, and, and for years we've come to Richland for the Hall of Fame Classic and things like that. So um, we like to do team bonding. And instead of going and playing a Christmas tournament somewhere that, you know, I want to come here, come home. Uh, you know, i got a lot of family friends here, so let them have an opportunity to uh, catch us in action. It'll be a good one tonight, and uh, let's kind of dive right in. We know that you guys are talented. Just a couple of years removed from a state championship, had to kind of weather some spells, but it seems like your team is back on the uptick uh, through your first 10 games or so. How would you assess your squad? Uh, we, we're talented. We, we got a talented squad. We, um, we were young last year. We've got a lot of um, good class of juniors and sophomores. Our freshman class is good, but yep. they're, they're just not ready for the varsity level. Um, and we've got two seniors, um, two, two talented seniors. So, um, you know, we, we, we like our chances. We, ho we hope that we can put it all together and continue to get better and battle it out. And, and weather everything through the year and, you know, games like this uh, prepare us for postseason. One of those seniors, uh, at least uh, a little more than talented, I think you're kind of sugarcoating a little bit, Jordan McCollum. Uh, what makes him so special? This is a kid that's been on a lot of teams' radars uh, since his sophomore, maybe even freshman year for you guys, mm -hmm. uh, and now he's signed to go to Murray State. What, what does he bring to the table? Uh, Jordan's as talented as anybody I've ever uh, coached. Um, he he do a little bit of everything. He's He's got the God-gifted ability, 6'8", 6'11", uh, wingspan. Um, he can play, you know, in college he'll be a wing, um, but he can play on the block. You know, he just does a lot of things for us. Uh, you know, he, he just, he's the motor. Um, you know, we've got a lot of pieces around him, but um, obviously he's he's a big part of what we do. Yeah, he's been uh, an interesting point of top uh, topic here in the community. Obviously, Giles County's got a really good post in J.C. on coffee. Uh, obviously, don't give away your game plan, but uh, – how do you see that matchup? What makes that matchup fun uh, for the fans and for us broadcasters tonight? Well, you get two college-level uh, 
basketball players who I think will have success at the next level mm -hmm. uh, going at each other. Um, you know, right now at this point of the season, uh, you're saying not, not to give away too much. I don't worry too much about who we play. I'm more worried about what we do right now uh -huh. until we are doing things to our, you know, best potential. I guess I'll say is I don't, we don't scout a whole lot this early. I know a lot of coaches do, but I'm more concerned about us being our best us until uh, later in the year we'll start incorporating scouting reports. But I, I know a little bit about Giles County. Um, I know they're talented. I know this is a, is a, a, it's a great opportunity for us to sit, play somebody of this caliber at this time of the year. You guys uh, last year, um, obviously, maybe not quite where you wanted your particular team to be, but down here in Pulaski, we kind of had a renaissance making that run to the Final Four. Mm -hmm. No, you kind of kept up as much as Absolutely. you could, at least with the Bobcats. As a former player and standout yourself, how cool was that to see Coach Campbell, Tyler Smith, and the guys get that run to Murfreesboro? I love it. Um, you know, you know, I have a home now. It's in Harriman. Yep. But this is still always, you know, uh, Pulaski will always have heart. my heart. Uh, I pull for them. I want them to do well, not tonight, but every other night. I, there's no doubt I want them to win. Um, that was that was a whole lot of fun last year, going and seeing um, everybody I played with, went to school with, coming back and supporting them. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is also the, a back-to-back -back for you guys. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday night, but last night you guys took on Fayetteville City, a team that Giles County just played last week, uh, another former local product, Coach yep. Chris Murdoch. Uh, how did that matchup go, and how fun was it to go up against your uh, – Oh, Robert, you guys have already coached, I think, a, a time or two against each yeah, other. Yeah, we've had several games against each other, um, you know, going to there. You know, this is this is what I like about this trip is, uh, you know, it's three and a half hours, so we're not going to have a big fan base here. Yeah. Uh, we're playing two places that do have great fan bases, so we're on the road. We're kind of by ourselves, um, you know, having to stay in a hotel, back-to-back, -back, two talented teams. Um, you know, last night we, we played well. We, we do some things really well, and, and as always, Murdoch's kids played extremely tough and, and hard. Um, so we were fortunate to come out with a win last night. It was a big win uh, for you guys, again, on the road. Uh, we'll get you out of here with the final few questions. Uh, what would you like to take out of a game or these games playing Murdoch and then Giles County tonight going forward? We know you guys play in a tough district, region, and even sectional just to get to state. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're seeing a different, you know, anywhere you go, you go to West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee, sometimes it's officiated a little different. Mm -hmm. There's different brands of basketball. Um, but the most, biggest thing for us on this trip is team bonding. And I want to see how we react in tough environments when, like I said, we don't have, we're not going to get any energy from the crowd. You know, we, we've got to create our own. Um, it's kind of one of those, you know, long road trips where yeah. uh, I just want to see how we respond to adversity. Because it's going to be there tonight, for sure. No doubt. Hey, you mentioned a minute ago, 20 years. Picture this. Let's do a time warp real quick. 20 years ago, you, myself, and many others were roaming the halls here at Giles County. Which would have been more surprising if I told you this, okay? You, you follow okay, with me? All right. Which would be more surprising, that you would have uh, won a state championship as a player and as a coach, or that J.J. Brindley would be the mayor of Pulaski, if you had to pick between one of those two? Oh, man. You know that's that is tough. Um, I, I, you know, I knew JJ would do big things for being in jail, so I'm proud of him for uh, for for doing what he's supposed to. I'm proud. I, I, I joke, but I really am proud of him. JJ's done a lot of great things. Um, you know, one of my best friends, and uh, I think uh, Pulaski has made a great decision. 
and I hope he continues to do things. I know he'll give it his all, just like I do in coaching. Uh, that's JJ's calling right there. Yeah, and I bring that up just because you guys obviously such close friends. Uh, I got to imagine he's a little torn tonight. Obviously, he's a diehard Bobcat. He's the mayor of Pulaski. I might see him wearing a Giles County shirt over top, but he might. Did you uh, supply him with any Harriman gear? If to he doesn't have any Harriman gear, I'm uh, going to rent a billboard and uh, impeachment. Okay. I'm going uh, for impeachment. He better have a little bit of blue on. We're, we're breaking a little bit of news here. <laughs> Coach Shen, I, I, mean, I really don't know how else we can end this interview. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with us, my friend. Best of luck. Good to see you back here uh, at Hard Mayfield, and we'll keep tabs on you the rest of the way. Appreciate it, brother. All right, that is Shay Shannon, former Giles County standout here. He's the head coach of the Harriman Blue Devils. They take on the Bobcats. We will have the call on Pulaski Citizen Live, and we are going to take a timeout here on this edition of From the Press Box. Thomas Drugs, serving our community since the early 1900s. We're a full-service drugstore in Soda Fountain located in a building on Main Street that is on the National Register of Historic Places. We have a staff of pharmacists with over 70 years of experience, and we are committed to offering the best care and service to our community. We're now offering healthcare testing and treatment with positive results, a one-stop shop. Stop by our pharmacy today or visit our website at thomasdrugs.net. We're back. Final segment here on From the Press Box. This is our final uh, live episode, as it were, for the calendar year. We hope to have a best of show on tap for you next week. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kulik, for all of his hard work behind the scenes. Uh, but this will be our final uh, original show, as it were, again, uh, for the calendar year. I mentioned uh, in our open, and we just saw the interview with head coach Shay Shannon, Harriman comes into Giles County and gets a win. 58-62, Giles County Falls. They lose by four. Uh, the Bobcats versus Harriman. Again, the Blue Devils are a team uh, about four or five years removed from a state championship at the single-A level, but they have got a loaded squad for Class A. And Jordan McCollum, wow. If you did not get out and get to see him in person on Tuesday, you missed a phenomenal young man and a talented, talented athlete. He is going to be a big pickup for Coach Steve Prohm and the Murray State Racers, uh, who have done a great job of developing talent. Uh, no coincidence, on Tuesday night, we were talking about uh, Jordan and the uh, Murray State connection there. It was the same night that John Morant, former Murray State product, got the game-winning basket in his return for the Memphis Grizzlies, my beloved Memphis Grizzlies, on Tuesday. Uh, so we know what Murray State can produce at the next level. So it'll be fun to see what Jordan does as he continues his career. He goes for 30-plus. Kind of a grown man's effort. He really didn't uh, razzle and dazzle a ton until the fourth quarter. He kind of just bullied and went to work. And this kid got uh, to the foul line. I think he shot 16 free throws. Might have made uh, 14 of his 16 free throws, unofficial numbers there. But then he really kind of got cooking in the second half. He had two nice dunks, including a highlight reel uh, offensive rebound that went for a jam. And then he followed that up with a uh, breakaway jam at midcourt. So, again, 62-58, to 58, Giles County Falls. That snapped an eight-game win streak for the Bobcats. I'm not super concerned necessarily because Harriman obviously is a tremendous program. Giles County is going to play two more games next week at the uh, Christmas Classic down in Athens, Alabama. I'll try and get those uh, brackets and scores and updates for you guys up on PulaskiCitizen.com and up on our PCL social media. Uh, but they won't play till next week. So that was the last game until Christmas uh, for the Bobcats. The Lady Bobcats, meanwhile, they got a big win. 
Don't look now, folks, but GCHS has won three games in a row. Head coach Fred Steger has got the Lady Bobcats playing very well. They are going to play a couple of games at the Marshall County Christmas Tournament, which I believe tips off maybe even by the time you're watching this. I think they're scheduled to play Friday and Saturday. So we will certainly try and get you guys updated uh, scores and results in next week's edition of the Pulaski Citizen. The Richland Raiders kind of in a little bit of a limbo right now as they kind of get into the Christmas break. It was a mixed bag. Both teams beat Community last Tuesday. Both teams got beat by Wayne County last Friday. We did, uh, yours truly did the games uh, Friday night. And the Lady Raiders, that was a phenomenal girls basketball game. And uh, Richland had a nine-point lead in the second quarter. Couldn't quite finish the deal as they fall to the defending runner-up, uh, Wayne County Lady Wildcats. On the boys' side, the boys came out lifeless in the first half and never really got it going. They kind of clawed back into it in the fourth quarter, but not a true comeback bid. They fall in that one. And then earlier this week, it was the Lady Raiders falling on Monday and Tuesday, two pretty close games to Clay County and Macon County. And then the boys got a, a nice win versus Clay County on the road, but they fell on Tuesday to Macon County. All those teams, all the Raider teams will be back in action next week in the Richland Christmas Classic. Before we get out of here, we always like to look at our fearless forecasters, our tail of the tape. And last week, decent enough week for yours truly, but we're running out of time. We have run out of time. It's down to the final week. And uh, I currently am trailing Mark Mize by six games. I'm trailing uh, Kerry by a uh, total of just four games. But you know what? I'm throwing the Hail Marys. I've said I was doing it for a couple weeks, and I kind of was throwing a few picks, uh, oddball picks here and there. But the way bowl season goes, and the way uh, the standings are, I need to uh, make sure uh, that I at least give myself a chance to possibly win it. This is how I won the Fearless Forecasters last year. Uh, the Music City Bowl last year was Kentucky and Iowa. Mark Mize and I had uh, differed on four different games. He had a three-game lead, and it came down to that final game. And uh, I picked Iowa to beat Kentucky in the Music City Bowl, and uh, that one was what secured the win. So I'm going to try the same strategy again. So buckle up, folks. Reminder, if you pick perfect this week, you win $800. Uh, that is cold, hard cash that could be in your hand. A nice little uh, windfall for somebody, uh, potentially, if they go undefeated, or pick perfect, rather, uh, after the Christmas holiday. Uh, this week, also, if you don't win, you'll still be eligible to win a Patagonia jacket, which is worth roughly $180 from Outlook. So we got a lot of good value in this week's Fearless Forecasters. Here we go. First game, I'm taking Rutgers over Miami. Mark took Miami. I got to go Rutgers. Give me North Carolina State over Kansas State. I'm also taking Arizona to knock off Oklahoma. Go ahead and give me Kentucky. Everybody is picking Clemson. I'm not really feeling Kentucky, but, again, got to shake things up, so I'm going with uh, the Wildcats to knock off Clemson. It pains me. I mean, it pains me to have to pick Notre Dame but Oregon State seems like they're just reeling and don't have a lot to play for uh, with all of the uh, turmoil in their program, coaching staff leaving, uh, a lot of transfer shakeups going on. Don't really fancy myself picking Notre Dame, but uh, everybody else did as well, so no harm, no foul there. Give me Iowa State over Memphis. That game will be closer, however, than a lot of people might think. This one kind of shocked me. Mark Mize, huge Missouri fan. 
the biggest Tiger fan that I know. Who does he pick? He picks Ohio State. What gives Mark Mize? I had a feeling he was going to go against the grain, however. So I picked Missouri. Uh, give me Missouri to beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State just going to have so many unknown and so many moving parts within their program uh, with bowl opt-outs and, and people coming and going. I just feel like Missouri's in a pretty good shot to, uh, to win that game. So I'm taking the Tigers. Give me Penn State. Really good defense. Pretty putrid offense. But I think they could do enough to knock off Ole Miss. Music City Bowl, I'll be there on the sidelines on December 30th at Nissan Stadium uh, as Maryland and Auburn are going to get uh, get it on. Give me baby Tua and give me the Mary- Maryland Terrapins over Auburn in that game. I'm also taking Georgia to knock off Florida State. I was looking, I was thinking, I was praying for a way to possibly take Florida State in this game. I'm not seeing it. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs over Florida State. Another game that Mark and I deferred. Really surprising. He was the only one that picked uh, Toledo. I wanted to pick Toledo, but I thought uh, to myself, the only way I can catch this guy again is by going against the grain. So I'm taking Wyoming. Give me the Cowboys versus Toledo in that one. Give me Wisconsin versus LSU. I'm the only person picking Wisconsin. uh, So I'm taking the Badgers. Similar script. Everybody but one is taking Tennessee over Iowa. Tennessee. Who knows what their motivation level is. Presumably, they're going to come out and play well. Iowa, don't know uh, much other than that their defense is pretty dang good and that their offense is pretty dang awful. Um, But maybe they find a way to surprise everybody like they did last year in the Music City Bowl. Give me Iowa in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Still a little confusing to me that it's the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. I digress. But I'm taking Iowa over Tennessee. Everybody's taking Oregon over Liberty. Wouldn't shock me if that game randomly is somehow close, but I think Oregon wins it uh, by a wide margin. Mark picks Alabama. You know I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines. It's going to be a close game, and we won't have a show until this thing uh, uh, has already been played on January 1st. The long-suffering Michigan fan in me is fully already prepared for Alabama to come in and dominate, but I'm just feeling... This is maybe finally the year. Michigan puts it all together. They got blasted a couple of years ago by Georgia. They got stunned last year by TCU. Maybe, somehow, some way, this is the year they can put it all together. They will not have seen a quarterback that can run the way that Milrow does for Alabama. That is what really kind of terrifies me. Also, Michigan's offense kind of turned a little one-dimensional down the stretch. If they can possibly get a little more balance, they got themselves a shot to win it. Uh, otherwise, if they don't, and Alabama does make them one-dimensional, I think if Alabama wins this game, it's going to be a blowout. If Michigan wins, uh, it could be a close game. But I think if Alabama wins, it will be Alabama winning big. But I'm taking the Wolverines. Also, I had a feeling everybody was going to take Texas. Most of them did. So I zigged while everybody zagged. I picked the Huskies. So that means I've got Michigan versus Washington in the national championship game. And we don't have a national championship game on our fearless forecasters uh, pool. So you will have to check in on the next edition of From the Press Box to find out all the breakdown. What a year it's been. We've had a great run. We launched this show back in August, and it's been a blast bringing you a new one each and every single Thursday. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kulik. Thanks to all of our PCL staff uh, and our folks at Main Street Media. Scott Stewart, Carrie Jane Malone, Tiffany Haygood, Kelly Garrett, all the gang here at the Pulaski Citizen. Wade Neely saying so long. We all wish you a very safe and a very Merry Christmas. 
We will see you with a new episode on the first Thursday of 2024. From the Press Box with Wayne Neely, I'm out. See you next time.